Welcome to the Back Pain Podcast with Rob and Dave, the only show geared specifically to help educate you about your back pain. We talk to the experts to bust the myths, break down the science, and give you all the top tips for living pain-free. So, if you're driving to work, tidy in the house, or even laid up at home in pain, we have something for everyone. Welcome to the latest Back Pain Podcast episode. Today's guest is John Thompson, physiotherapist and head instructor for Mackenzie Europe. Now, many back pain sufferers may have heard of the McKenzie method for resolving back pain. We certainly get a lot of people asking about it on our Facebook group. We had a great discussion with John about how McKenzie method came about, what it actually is, and how it can help you with your back pain today. So we hope you enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Back Pain Podcast with Rob and Dave. Really happy to announce today our guest is Mr. John Thompson, who is a physiotherapist and a specialist McKenzie practitioner. He's actually one of the instructors throughout Europe, teaching people and teaching practitioners about the McKenzie method. So we're here today to pick his brains and ask all about what it is, how it can help you, how it can help your back pain, and help people understand a bit more who may already have heard of McKenzie or maybe already doing some of those exercises. So welcome, John. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. There is, and we also have Dave with us today. Hi, Dave. Hi, guys. How are we doing? Wonderful. So, hi Dave. So, John, obviously you're a physiotherapist by, by training. Why don't you tell us a bit about, about your background, kind of how you trained and then how you came into McKenzie and, you know, how, how you utilise it day to day with your patients? Yeah, we'll do. Uh, I am actually from, uh, from Glasgow originally. I presently live in Perth and I work in Dundee up in the northeast of, of Scotland in a, a, an NHS setting. A couple of years ago, I, uh, I sold my private practice uh, and I practice primarily within the NHS and I'm also a member of the McKenzie Institute's teaching faculty and I teach the McKenzie Institute's training programme both nationally and internationally. And within my role within the NHS, I work as an advanced physiotherapy practitioner, uh, seeing lots of patients with back and neck and any other extremity joint pain. But I also run the McKenzie Institute's diploma programme which is the highest level of accreditation that's awarded by the McKenzie The students who are completing that diploma. So the students come over and they have uh, nine weeks of a clinical placement that we run up in up in Dundee. So at the moment I've got a I've got a Frenchman and I've got an Indian who's from America and previously just finished with just the two Japanese students. So we get them from all over, oh, wow. all over the world. And uh, I I trained way back in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, up in Aberdeen. And my, first, and my first few years as a physiotherapist, it was very much more uh, concentrating more on going out and about and uh, living up a student life when I should have been moving on to the next level. Okay. And then we went travelling for uh, for three years. And then when I came back, I thought, right, it's time to, to start growing up and start thinking about the next stage of my career. And I did an awful lot of uh, additional training at that point, and we did a lot of postgraduate training, and I took it all to the exam levels at the end of these things. And after a few years, I was getting a bit disillusioned with physiotherapy. I was I was looking at it, and I was thinking, I should be able to do better here. I knew I should be able to do better, but I didn't know what to do. So I looked at all the things that I had trained in, and the thing that actually made most sense to me was McKenzie's method. So I decided to go and do the McKenzie Diploma Programme, which is ironically what I run now, 
up in Dundee. And at the time, it was run in uh, Austin in Texas. And I went over there, completed my diploma programme, and that's what then changed my career pathway. I came back, did the additional training again to become a McKenzie instructor, and then went on further and further into it. Oh, to the point where I am today. Fantastic. So what was the was the trigger when you say you're dis- disillusioned? Was it just you wanted another string to your bow to kind of add in to patients you, you were frustrated weren't getting better? What was the kind of the trigger that, you know, you needed to do something else? I think I, I had completed all the, the, the postgraduate training, the accepted big three, if you like, your Maitland, McKenzie and Syriac's training, and I had done all the other training around that, your muscle and balance type training and your mags and snags. And I, I was working with patients and I just I just felt I should be able to do more yeah. for the patients. I was seeing people, I could get some people better, but I couldn't get others better. And I thought, I need something else to see if, there's, if there is anything else out there. Because I thought, if this is all there is, I'm going yeah. to have to have a career change. Yeah, go, go into metal fabrication or something different. <laughs> so before we get into the actual what is McKenzie... There's quite an interesting story which you might be able to confirm about how Mackenzie started involving a patient, a, a gynecological bench and a, you know removal of his sciatica. Is there any string to that or any truth to that story? That's the truth. That's the story that Robert Mackenzie told how the whole thing started. So would you like to elaborate on how on, on that story and, and how... And how he came across this method that uh, helps so many people with back pain and sciatica. Robert McKenzie is a, a, a New Zealand physiotherapist who started practicing in the 1950s in Wellington. And he tells a story that uh, he'd been working for a couple, of, a couple of years and he was working in a two-roomed clinic at the time. And he was treating a patient in one room and another arrived uh, for the treatment. And they were about 10 minutes early. So he went, go into the next room lie down on the table on your stomach and I'll be in in five or so minutes. So 10 minutes later, they went in and the patient was lying on the bed and anybody who's had physiotherapy will know that you've got these beds that the front third can either lift up or the bottom third can lift up. Well, the front third of this bed was left up at about 70 or 80 degrees. So when the patient lay down, they didn't lie flat on their stomach. They lay down with their back arched. So at the time, all the work around the, the literature and the evidence was all about bending exercises. So everything, everybody was told, bend, don't arch your back, don't lean back, that's not good for you with sciatica. So he'd been, Mackenzie had been treating this patient for about three weeks and he wasn't getting any better. So when he went in to see him, he saw him lying on his stomach with his back arched and thought, <laughs> oh no. So he said, oh, how are you doing? And the patient said, this is the best thing you've given me to do. I'm feeling a bit better. <laughs> so basically he thought, well, what's going on here? He kept on persevering with that direction of treatment and the patient got better. So at that point, he thought to himself, well, this was either a big coincidence or it's got something to do with this leaning back, this arching back, and maybe everything we're taught has been wrong. Mm-hmm. So basically over a, a, the next 20 or 30 years from very meticulous patient observations, he explored different ways of leaning back. He then explored different ways of bending forward. He explored different ways of moving to the side. He explored different ways of applying that force, either with the therapist applying it or the patient applying it themselves. And he saw that there were certain patterns that he could recognise. There were certain things that came up again and again and again. 
and he could start, start to predict what would happen if he saw these patterns. And that's how his system tended to evolve. He didn't set out to set out the system. He just It was a patient chance discovery to an open mind who looked into it a little bit more depth. Amazing. That's such a good story. I remember, you know, that was tentatively told to us when we were training at university and but there was no, you know, licensed McKenzie instructors. It was just a very brief overview. And that kind of story was passed around and, oh, I heard this story. No one actually had to have that actually, you know, from from one of the, the experts in it. It's actually really fascinating to hear. So, yeah, that's how it started. Amazing. So with that in mind, then, that kind of alludes a little bit or diverges a little bit of McKenzie being a movement-based therapy or movement-based treatment. Would you like to explain more about what actually is? So kind of, you know, get into the core of, you know, the basis of McKenzie, what its principles are and what it aims to treat. Yeah, the, 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 the system uh, is, a, is a, a whole system of assessment of classification or diagnosis and treatment. And it aims to treat anybody who's got spinal pain or extremity joint pain, elbow, shoulders, that has the potential to be improved with movement or positions. That's what it is. And it's primarily about moving the patient towards the end of their available range and monitoring how their symptoms behave. Because not all back pain is the same. We know that. You know, if you, if you had bad eyesight and you went to an optician, I could take 10 people and they can all be given a diagnosis of short-sightedness, but they can't necessarily wear each other's specs and each other's glasses. Yeah. Because although they've got the same diagnosis, they have different prescriptions. And it's the same with back pain. Not everybody's got the same type of back pain. Some back pain behaves in a certain way and other back pains behave in a different way. And the, the, the McKenzie system aims to try and identify some of these recognisable patterns. And then once you've identified one of the patterns, there are treatments that are specific to that pattern. And there are three patterns that he recognises more often than not. One he called a derangement, one he called a dysfunction, and one he called postural syndrome. And each one of these three groups or classifications have their own specific presentations, and they're all quite distinct. The postural group tends to be young patients. It's young people that come in. And the, their pain is always a local pain. It's always a pain that's felt in and around the spine, whether it be your neck or whether it be your back. And it tends to be when you're in a position for a long period of time, right? And it's like an overstretch of normal tissue. If There's nothing wrong with my finger, but if I was to bend my finger back as far as it would go, it would become painful. Mm -hmm. If I stopped doing that, the pain would disappear. Yeah. And that's the sort of presentation you see and a patient with postural syndrome. So in that situation, the only way to treat them is to educate them. Yeah. If somebody's overstretching their tissue, you have to educate them to stop doing it. They need to understand why they're doing it, and they need to understand how to stop it. The second group is called the dysfunction group. And again, this is, this is not just a young person. This can be any age group. Uh, but this presents like tight or shortened tissue. So these patients never have pain there all the time. It's never a constant pain. The pain's always related to the neck or the back. And it comes on when you stretch the tissue. So when you put the tissue on a patient's spine, at the end of one of the movements, the pain comes on 
when they come back up, the pain goes away again. And these patients, because it behaves like a stretched tissue, they need to be stretched out. So for this particular person, they need to find the movement that produces the pain. So you need to find a movement that's painful and do it more because that's what will cause it to stretch out. Now, the third group is the most common group, and this is called the derangement group. And the derangements are very, very variable in their presentation. They can present with back pain. It can be leg pain. It can be one side leg pain. It can be both side leg pain. It's a very, very variable presentation. But they have certain characteristics that allow you to identify them as being a derangement. These patients nearly always have a movement loss. There's always a limitation in your range of movement. And their pain is very inconsistent. Now, what I mean by that is the patients will often tell you, sometimes I can get up out of the chair and move around, no bother. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes I can bend forward. It's okay. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes I'm, this pain's down my leg. Sometimes it's not in my leg. It's a very variable, inconsistent presentation. But the key thing with the derangements is they can change quickly. You can do something to them. You can move their spine either forward, back, or to the side, and you can get a change rapidly in in some cases to how their pain behaves and how their mechanics behave. So with regards to these three groups, one of them, you have to find the movement that takes away the pain and improves how they move. The second one, you have to find out how to bring on the pain and stretch it out over a longer period of time. And the third one, movement won't get rid of it. You need to educate them. Amazing. You know, and that's why it's important that you try and get the classification correct first, and then you can determine your treatment based on that. So with those classifications in mind, does that take take over from a a traditional pain-based diagnosis. So, you know, most people come back and say, well, what's causing the pain? You know, I've got a, you know, most patients you'll hear, I think I might have slipped a disc or a bulging disc or I might have sprained a joint. Well, you know, most McKenzie practitioners use the derangement model as a as a diagnosis per se, as opposed to, say, a, you know, a herniated disc. No, the, the diagnosis and your classification is based how the patient's symptoms, i.e. their pain, and their mechanics, i.e. how well they move, responds. That's what we make our decisions on, not what we think's in there. Whether somebody's been told they've got spondylosis, or whether somebody's got told they've got a bulging disc, or whether you get told you've got any of the other myriad of other things that people get told they've got, we go by what the symptoms tell us. So if the symptoms tell us that this is a correct movement, that's what we would use. If the symptoms tell us this is a wrong movement, then that's what we use or what we don't use. And we maybe partially try and avoid that short term. Brilliant. So then patients with all manner of spinal pain, whether it's, as you said, spondylosis, or they've got a diagnosis of arthritis that their GP's thrown at them or anything, all of that, you know, doesn't matter because as long as they have a reaction to one of these movements that improves it, they would benefit from seeing someone that, that tr- uses the McKenzie method. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. Obviously, it's not acceptable and it's not it will not work for every single patient because everybody's not a derangement or everybody's not a dysfunction or everybody's not a postural syndrome there's another group which is called the other category and in this group you will put other recognizable pathologies there are things that people might out there might have heard some like spinal stenosis 
they might have heard that how sometimes their back pain and their pain system can go haywire and they can get like what they call chronic pain. Or you might get patients, pregnancy type patients, when they get problems around their pelvis. Or if somebody's had an inflammatory type condition, like some of these conditions like ankylosing spondylitis that people talk about, these are not derangements or dysfunctions of postural syndrome. These are recognisable pathologies that would go into the other category. And the treatments for them would be what the evidence tells us. Okay. You know, but mm -hmm. the McKenzie system and a good McKenzie practitioner would allow you to identify which ones fit into the derangement, dysfunction and postural group and which ones fit into the other group and be able to point you in the right direction. Amazing. So that, and that's why it's an addition to your treatment because you have all of the background of identifying red flags and everything. And then this is just, yeah, exactly. It's a whole system that uncovers the whole thing. It's not just those three syndromes. Yeah. It encompasses the whole big picture of uh, a patient and their patient and their back pain and their symptoms. And because it aims at reducing that pain, then I said that straight away gives you the tools for treatment in terms of what they can then do at home and their exercises, their rehabilitation program. They know exactly from that initial consultation that, well, actually, when I do repeat back bends or touching my toe, whatever it might be, the exercise which you've shown them reduces their leg pain. It then will give them the confidence to say, well, actually, I know this reduces my leg pain. So very quickly, it gives that kind of affirmation that this is the right exercise to do. Whereas if you're saying, go away and do some glute bridges, they, it, take, it might take a long time for that to really make a bit of a difference. So I think it's a really, really good way of showing patients or getting adherence to exercise, really. Yeah, I think very much so, especially if you've got a derangement, then you've got the ability to show rapid changes. Yeah. And one of the big and key components of the system is we want to encourage as much independence as we possibly can. We try and give the patient the tools to actually control their symptoms rather than be dependent on somebody else. It's the old adage about if you give a man a fish, you can feed them for a day. If you teach them how to fish, you can feed them. You can yeah. feed themselves for life. Yeah. We want to try and give the patient the tools to control the problem rather than their problem controlling them. It's almost like medication, but the exercises are the medication. If it works for you, it's not for everybody, but there are a subgroup and a classification group of patients who have got the potential to benefit from this. Amazing. Do you, do you have a, a rough figure of, you know ballpark figure of how many of your patients will you know have a large benefit from mckenzie or how many back pain patients per se will benefit from a mckenzie style treatment i think it's difficult to give that specific number because i think it depends what environment you're working in okay you know one of my clinics i won't see hardly anywhere near as many because i'm in a real chronic pain environment you know whereas in some of my private practice i saw a much higher percentage yeah of the arrangements that were coming through through the door, okay? Uh, but there's certainly, there's certainly enough to make it worthwhile. Yeah, oh, very you know, much so. Yeah. To look at it, you know? But as I say, I couldn't give you exact numbers because I think it very much depends on the environment. On your client base, yeah. That makes sense, yeah. And is the, the, the you know, then the treatment that you provide, is it only exercise-based or is there, um, you know, stuff which the therapist, whether that's a physiotherapist, a chiropractor, an osteopath or a massage therapist can, is there stuff which they can do hands-on side of it as well? Yeah, and it's not just a case of can they do it, 
sometimes it's essential okay. to do it. That's one of the fallacies about the treatment is that it's all about what the patient does and the therapist doesn't do anything. The, the method uses therapist techniques where they be what we call overpressures or these things called mobilizations. And if people have been to physios or chiropractors or osteopaths in the past, they've had somebody pushing on them, or they may even have somebody manipulating them. The manipulation is also part of the McKenzie method. And we will utilize these hands-on procedures when the patient is not able to use the self-treatment procedures to move themselves forward. So we'll use it during the assessment process and we'll use it during the, the treatment process. And it's often an absolutely essential component. Without the extra forces sometimes, the patient's not able to move themselves yeah. forward. I suppose if they have a lot of antalgia or if they are in a lot of spasm, even getting into some of the positions without you know being you know manhandled a bit you know, to get into the right way is probably really difficult or really quite painful so uh, to have someone just gently guiding their movement or showing them where to bend from is probably really really beneficial with that yeah it's not all about it's definitely not all about this hands off hands off hands on hands off debate that there is at the moment mm-hmm. you know if, if you're a physio or a chiropractor or an osteopath and you need to put your hands on somebody, you have to put your hands on somebody. Yeah. If you're able to also treat them or to give them the tools to manage their problem, I think we've also got a duty of care to do that. Yeah. But I think we've got a duty of care to do both things. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of everything, really, that uh, seems to seems Very to benefit. Much so. Very much so. So so who can train us? Who do you accept onto a McKenzie course? You know, when people are looking for someone, is it is it anyone? Can anyone with a healthcare background or is it uh, you know, looking for clinicians? Anybody, anybody who can be registered with the Health Professions Council. So your physiotherapists, osteopaths, uh, chiropractors, uh, doctors. We have all these people uh, coming on the courses. Fantastic. And they seem to travel from everywhere, as you said, from Japan, from America to... Uh... Yeah, very much so, especially in the world, yeah. That's quite Yeah. Wonderful. Does not help my Japanese any? <laughs> yeah. The only criteria is they have to speak English, well, Scottish oh. English. Scot- Scottish English. I was going to say, you might get some interesting uh, American uh, translations coming across when they're trying to listen to you. <laughs> yeah, very much. So when when should somebody go and see a McKenzie practitioner? Is it you know is there a specific type which you think that works fantastically? You know, as soon as you someone tells you about their back pain, I think you know if. If, 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 if you're a patient and you're, you're, you've got something that works for you at the moment, then I think you stick with that. You know, if you found something that works, that's absolutely fantastic. If you're a patient who's had pain for, for a long time, it's been on and off, it's episodic or it's recurrent, it comes and goes, it's not there all the time, it fluctuates up and down, it seems to be very much affected by positions certain things you do, certain movements you know the most common one is if somebody says I hate sitting down I hate sitting slumped I hate sitting at the computer if I've been sitting down I can hardly get up out the chair but I'm fine when I walk you know that's a great presentation for me when I hear that I'm thinking this is something that we should be able to do something about yeah and I think everybody listening to this who treats patients which I know there are some some a lot of people can straight away recognize those uh those histories, they probably hear them daily, you know, from 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 most patients. And then, so that they found someone, they think that yes, I, I would like to try McKenzie. What does a typical assessment look like? We all know what a normal assessment from a physiotherapist or an osteopath or a chiropractor might look. You know, a medical history and you know an orthopedic type examination, ruling out red flags and any other ther- serious pathologies. 
what then would it look like from your perspective when you're trying to add in the the McKenzie side of it? Okay, so you should have all those things that you've talked about. You should have a good detailed history, but it should be across the board, whatever method you subscribe to. Then there will be the normal, what we call baseline gathering. So we'll need to find out, we'll check what the patient's posture's like, we'll check what a change in the posture, whether it affects the symptoms. We will look to take a neurological examination, check your reflexes, look at your muscle power. Then we'll move your spine to the extremes of all the ranges. So you'll be moved forwards, you'll be moved back, and you'll be moved off to the side in certain ways. And then you'll be asked about how your symptoms behave. And when you move, we'll also be watching how you move. Do you move smoothly? Do you deviate off to the side? Does your spine, what we call reverse curve, move from the extreme of one to the extreme of the other in a normal way? And then once we've seen what your starting point is, then we'll choose a certain movements to a certain direction and we'll move you into that direction. And it tends to be to the very limit of the range. We'll do like the cobra position, if there's any yoga people out there, and take you to the very extreme of that bringing your knees up to your chest or bending forward as far as you possibly can or we might do these funny movements where we move your hips off to the side but we'll move you to the very end of the range we might put our hands on you we might put a little bit more force on it but we'll be monitoring all the time what happens to your pain what happens to any pins and needles what happens to any weakness and what happens to your movement do you move freer do you move slower is it harder to move and then based on those things that's what allows us to decide what's the correct movement for you and what's the wrong movement for you wonderful it's, it's, you, make, you make it sound so simple <laughs> yeah, easy right yeah. easy yeah i know it's, it's a, a very simple system very simple. it's an extremely simple system but it can be quite difficult to use properly because there's so many small links to the chain it's like a bicycle chain you know yeah. a bicycle chain is made of so many small small links and when they're all working, the chain works fantastic, but you've got to make sure every link has been uh, appropriately attached. And it's the same with this system as well. Amazing. And is can it be done on the NHS? So are there many, in, I know you work in the NHS, but will you use this method with patients uh, in, in private practice as well as NHS? Yeah, when I was running my private practice before I sold it, uh, I did exactly the same treatments in the NHS as I did in the, in the, the private side of it. I used the same format and I treated it exactly the same way. Brilliant. That's so yeah, good to and hear. You'll get, you'll get practitioners within the NHS and you get practitioners from a, from a private perspective who all use the system. And you'll get different degrees of practitioners. The, the actual McKenzie system is actually, the whole course is a 16-day course because it's made up of four four-day courses. Part one, part two, part three, and part four. Each one is four days. And then there's an examination at the end and if you come to examination, then you will get your, what they call credential status, which is a minimal level of accreditation that's awarded by the McKenzie Institute. If you then go further forward, you'll get your diploma status if you complete the next level. And there's a lot of people who go to the credentialed level, but there's also a lot of people out there who have maybe done A and B and then haven't taken it further. So they know a bit about the system, but they haven't got the credential status. Yeah. So where can people go to find out who has got credentials? Is there a list online or if they visit the McKenzie website? Yeah, it's a list online. If you if you just Google search McKenzie Institute UK, then it'll bring up the McKenzie Institute website. And if you look at the very top of the screen, you'll see some information buttons. And there's information buttons about a homepage, clinicians, education, and there's a contact us button as well. 
but there's also a link for patients. And if you hover, hover over that link, you'll see that there's a drop-down box and it's got it right at the very top, find a clinician. And that'll give you a list of what clinicians there are who are credentialed and, and what part of the country they're in. And then there's also information about Mackenzie's model, about the system, other questions about how it might benefit you, how it might not benefit you. And then there's a link to some of his own patient information books. There's a treat your own back book, a treat your own neck book, and various treat your own extremity books as well that are designed for patients. Oh, you sounded like a very busy man, <laughs> Robin Mackenzie. Oh, I think he was, yeah. I think he unfortunately passed away, I think, not a, a few years passed ago. Passed away a few years, a few years back. No. You know, he'd taken a bit of a back seat from the Institute for a few years, and it's now run uh, by a board of trustees down in, uh, in New Zealand. And there's, a, there's, a, there's an education link, and then there's a research link just below that board of trustees. Oh, wonderful. There's a... A, a sad loss to the world of physiotherapy then when he uh, he passed. Obviously, it's uh, left a bit of a legacy, really, didn't he? I think it was one of the ones, along with your Syriaxes and your Maitlands and some of these other people that shaped the way we all practice today, yeah. whether we're physios, chiropractors or osteopaths, I think. Yeah, wonderful. So I think that about wraps it up for me. We've covered a, you know, a wealth of information about Mackenzie, about how it can help people, about where people can find more information or where they can find someone to help themselves with their back pain. Anything else from me, Dave, or equally, John, anything else which you think that would be benefit to patients listening? I think just with, with, with patients, you know, back pain in most instances is something that we can manage. There obviously are caveats with this. You know, if you've got back pain that has radiating down the leg, it's severe, there's pins and needles, there's numbness there, you've not had it before, or if your back pain is associated with changes to your bladder function or it's associated with any other problems with your body systems you know your gynecological system or your respiratory system or it happened as a result of a trauma or you've got any significant past medical histories before you try any of these things you probably want to get your doctor to look yeah to look out that's not an exhaustive list but you know you want to make sure that these things are checked out before you go forward with, with some of these simple solutions that are described within the within the method or if you're not sure, go and see somebody who's got the, the credential status, the minimal or credential status, and they'll be able to point you in the right direction of what they can do, but also more importantly, when they can't help you. You don't want to be sat there for 10 sessions and then find that you're not going any further forward. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. If we can't help you, we'll tell you we can't do anything about it. If we can, we'll point you in the right direction of what to do with it. Exactly, and I think that's a, a good adage for, for anyone out there with any type of back pain, you know, when you see a clinician, they should be the person who, yes, not only tells you they can help you, but also is happy to tell you that they can't help you, and it's uh, and know where you should be sent off to when that when it's when it when it's right to be. Dave, thanks, all that's connected. Yeah, Dave, anything else from you before we wrap that up? No, not at all. It's been a, uh, a bit spotty this end, so I've been um, uh, listening intently. Um, <laughs> uh, no, what what a great system as well. It's it's classification, diagnostic, and treatment, sort of all within that one system. Um, yeah, what a great thing. Love it. Wonderful. John, any self-plugs? Is there anywhere where people can go to find out more about you? No, it's very much just contact. If you need any contact, go through the Mackenzie Institute. Go Google Mackenzie Institute UK and you'll see contact us at the top of the screen and that will take you straight through to our branch manager, Laura, and she'll answer any questions that you've got. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for listening. A reminder, this is the Back Pain Podcast. Today was all about Mackenzie. Thank you and goodbye from me. Goodbye Bye. from me. Brilliant. Take care, guys. Have a great day. Thank you. Cheers, lads. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye.